Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. Hi and welcome to this week's show. Um, So how to overcome your subconscious blocks to sell more. Um, We're going to be talking to CEO of Sherry Owen Sales Strategist, business coach and sales expert co-founder of Business Spa Escapes and My Wellbeing Business Coaching. With over 25 years creating and launching business myself, or herself in this case, um, she supports people taking their first business sales and steps with confidence. Also working with established and business entrepreneurs and business leaders seeking more impact, uh, income and influence. As an authentic selling expert, she helps clients develop their key strategies and skills so that selling with integrity is the foundation of their approach and their business growth. Let's get chatting to Sherry about sales. Welcome, Sherry. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Good, good. We did a typical British thing before we started and started talking about the weather, but it is particularly warm at the moment. Um, but why, why do we always talk about the weather, eh? Uh, well, about? whenever I start a Zoom call with, um, you know, when I'm running a program, I, I just I'm, I do a coaching call. Doesn't matter what I do, <laughs> I nearly always talk about the weather. It's just weird, isn't it? We've got this obsession. We really have. We have. I think it affects our mood so much as well. Mm. Um, I know, like last week, I was very up and down because one minute it was raining and the next minute it was it was sunshine again. I felt very up and down last week. Um, but not what we're going to be talking about today, right? We're going to be talking about subconscious blocks um, and allowing you to sell more. Um, and particularly what I liked in your bio is about you help people find their authentic selling voice um, yeah. and tap into the best way to build relationships and win business for your ideal clients. And the reason I like that is, okay, well, what's that got to do with money? Well, as a business owner, if that's what you're doing, or if you're in an employed role even, and you're having to sell something, you're even having to sell another company or sell yourself or um, sell a product for your own business, whichever way you look at it. Um, I think understanding your own personality, and you talk about the power of your personality and understanding your authentic selling voice um, is, is a great thing, right? But what ha- why has sales got such a bad reputation, do you think? Uh, I think there's a number of reasons why it has. And strangely enough, I was talking to somebody else this morning about that. She's a content writer, actually, helps people on LinkedIn. We were talking about, you know, why does sales have such a bad rap? I think it's the word sales and what people understand when they when they hear the word of, of sales. They think, oh, sales, you know, uh, automatically. It's almost an image of um, a Del Boy type trader. Mm-hmm. Delboy type trader or somebody that's a dodgy estate agent, you know, and invariably also takes their mind back 20 years to when salespeople might have been like that. But the modern mm. day salesperson, the modern day entrepreneur, the modern, modern sales professional, you know, they might have to work in a specific, particularly sales professionals might have to work in a specific, particular way because they're employed by a company. But sales um, in, uh, in business doesn't have to be like that at all. No, totally. I mean, I, I used to work in a bank years and years ago, as you could probably imagine I did. And we had sales targets. 
and it, it was but we were never um told off if you like we know like why didn't you sell to everybody there'd be sort of um as long as you were having conversations with people generally speaking and you were confident enough and you knew how how to talk to people I never really had an issue personally. I always met my targets because they weren't unrealistic and they weren't unreasonable. But I did work for one particular firm and actually why I started my business is because they were micromanaging and their expectations were almost sell to everyone regardless. And that what they was expecting us to sell and how to sell to people was just unreasonable, even in a regulated environment, right? You'd think that that wouldn't be happening, but it does. Um, and even though the, the clients didn't have a need for what it was, um, it didn't feel authentic for me to be to, to offering. And I think that's a really important point is that, yeah, I worked for a bank in financial services, but I was just having conversations with people and I was offering them a service and it worked fine to another environment, same industry, but different setup. Um, and although I felt like I was going doing a good job, the expectations for the results that I was going to get was not that of the, the owner of the business. And they just, they're, they're, I guess their, their environment was very, was very different. And mm. I, I suppose that, that, that goes across whatever the company, whatever the business, whatever the scenario, um, it just where the core of the sales and the um, environment, yeah, come from, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think thing is, I mean, if someone doesn't believe in what they're selling, they can't sell it. Um, mm. So you cannot sell something you don't believe in. When people are trying to sell something they don't believe in, that's where the old style pushy sales professional turns up, because um, that that's where that um, you know approach comes from, where people are employed and they've got targets and they've got pressure to hit a sales target. So then they have to do um, and take do all these things that realistically they actually probably don't want to do, and they're forcing themselves to do. They don't believe in what they're doing mm. and that comes across in in their style anyway of course they don't make sales um they become a bad pushy type of salesperson it doesn't become authentic doesn't it i mean i i almost cringe um at people trying to sell to me i i, I almost rebel it i don't know about you but if you go and walk around and someone you can tell can't you when they're you're all right there do you need a hand you're right. I'm like no no go away not interested <laughs> <laughs> they haven't even said anything terrible but straight away I'm like no and I guess it, it we just it's our expectations these days I'm not saying that you know everyone's going to be selling trying to sell to me nastily um but I guess it comes back down to that element of serving the person and say well you even though the person might even just say how can I help am I am I sort of uh what's the right word I don't know old Grinch version in my head maybe I think, I think there's different ways of selling it depends where the environment that you're in if you're an online entrepreneur um or sales based on you know sorry a service-based entrepreneur um then the way that you sell now is going to be very different to uh being um a customer facing sales person so customer facing sales scenarios are very different to mm. um you know what we call online um online sales environments oh now. gosh yeah you're very good point yeah such different environments I mean, do, do you think that I see a lot of women struggling with selling themselves? Do you think that's the big one of the problems with the online space is that they are having and business owners, particularly where they are having to basically sell themselves? And if they're not feeling great about themselves, then they're going to struggle with that. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the first things um, I actually do, um, my approach is all around um, 
business owners selling their business, not for themselves. Okay. Ever, ever try and sell yourself. Because when you try and sell yourself, if people don't buy, then you are going to feel that you failed, that, you, mm. you know, that there is some lack in you. Uh, and that's where the not worthiness. And this is what drives me nuts about what I see online is, you know, uh, you put a post out there this morning about this, but about valuing yourself around, you know, what you are able to sell. You know, when you have a business, your, your, your approach needs to be service selling. So you are selling the services or products of your business. So if you're selling products, you know, a mix of products and services like yourself, or, you know, um, I have a client that makes wonderful jewellery. So she is literally selling her products, which are amazing. Mm. Um, then obviously service-based entrepreneurs are selling the services that they offer. They are the deliverer of the services, most of them, but they are not the, you know, that's how I tend to you know, kind of project but don't I, I hear what you're saying but don't people buy people yes so, they do people buy people so that's where your authentic selling style comes in okay got it okay so what would that look like for you like what does that what does that look like being authentic oh, what it looks selling? like is what yeah people buy people so they need to get to know you the problem with most service-based business owners is they are the business and the deliverer Hmm. They are selling the service and they are delivering the service. When you work for an organization, like you were talking about banks and, and whatever, um, you are selling the service of the bank, but you're not delivering it. Hmm. So when you're a small business owner, you're selling the service and being the deliverer. So you've got to step into what I call two different mindsets. So you, there's your authentic selling voice, which is you. So people buy people and then what they're selling. Um, so that's around develop, you know, understanding what your strengths are as an entrepreneur, as a business owner in what you offer and how you communicate that with your prospective ideal clients, all the clients. Um, and then when you come to a point in sales conversations where it is, you know, you need to do what we call close the sale, then that's the point at which you need to step into what I call your stretch zone of your personal profile. So with the authentic selling approach that I recommend, you develop the relationship being yourself mm. with structures and boundaries around it. You have to have structures and boundaries around selling. If you don't have those, you're going to fail. Because if you don't have the structures and boundaries and systems around selling in the online world, you're, you're going to let stuff fall through the cracks and you won't make enough money. Yeah. You won't have that consistency. But what people learn from me is how to then step into what we call the, the closing zone of, of sales and that is not their natural strength as an entrepreneur and a business owner that's never worked in the sales field so they learn how to do that by um, learning different behaviors and practicing those until they become more confident at it and it becomes more natural, more natural and then they start yeah. to sell more and then they've got their own sales system and processes in place so what's the biggest blocks to get people to do that stretching or to even to sell in the first place the biggest block there is often, um, I often work with what we might call heart-led entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. yeah? So heart-led entrepreneurs tend to, tend to really want to give as much as they can without having to ask for any money. Yeah. They, want people, they want people to ask, for, ask them for the money. So, yeah. Sorry, ask them to, to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, so they're waiting. They're waiting for you to say, oh, oh do you think I could sign up? How can up? I buy? How, like, what, where, where can I sign up? Yeah. Yeah. And then if they are, you know, of the mind where they want to keep giving and giving and giving, 
they aren't asking. Mm-hmm. They don't ask, so they don't get because they're not asking. Um, and I'm not sure I think I've gone off your real, your your question. No, really. as biggest block, which you you you're you're on, which you're talking the about. The biggest block. The biggest don't block. Don't know how to ask. Biggest block really tends to be asking for the sale. Actually asking mm. for it, saying, okay, well, well, that's great, Rebecca. It's been really lovely talking to you about you know where you're at. So what I'm wondering is whether you know this is the right program for you. How would you feel about signing up? Mm. And that's what they don't do. No. No, it's simple. It's the simple. So. You know, so it's teaching people to overcome that block of asking for money. What stops them wanting to ask? Like, what, what is it fear of rejection? Is it their own self-worth or is it all the above? A lot of it, I think, is a fear around, um, it's, it's fear around rejection and hearing no, not wanting to hear the no. Mm. Um, so presupposing someone might say no, or also feeling a little bit like asking for money is not a good thing. Right. Yeah, because at the point where you're asking for the sale, you're asking for money. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying, do you want this? Like, this is what I'm offering. Do you want mm. it? And at that point, people feel like they're really putting themselves on show. Yeah. So whereas if we, we, we think of it as being a package or a product, this is why I teach people to sell outside of themselves, selling the product. So anything that you sell, you sell it outside of yourself, which is dissociates you from it feeling from like it. asking for money for you. But do you think that that's just down to like a typical British society where, you know, asking for money and talking about money can be a bit of a dirty subject? Or do you think it's more down to their self, their own personal self-worth? I think it's women. It's women. I've been working with women in the States recently. And believe it or not, they're on a program helping people to make more money <laughs> and they can't ask for sales. <laughs> And that's a crucial part, right? Of, of making more money, right? Very interesting one. So I'm thinking, hang on a minute, what is going on here? This is weird. Um, I think it is more around that there's some old antiquated beliefs, values, mindsets around women stroke money. If you go back to um you go back 30, 40 years, lots of women in business aren't really in business to make money. Mm. If you go back to think, you, you, if you read the, something called the Rose Report, it talks a lot about, um, you know, in the 1950s and 60s, how women wanted to make pin money. Yeah. That's the phrase, pin money. Mm. Lots of people that have uh, a business now, or whether you want to call it a freelance, independent, whatever, are making the equivalent of the 1950s in the pin money. Yeah. Pin money. So that's number one. Um, so they're not, you know, they're not bothered about art. They don't want to make a lot of money. Yeah. They're not interested. They want to make extra money. Yeah. It depends. If if someone is, I'm seeing, I'm hearing more people now more motivated to make more money because of the cost of living rising mm. and everything. So I'm hearing more, more and more people saying, I do want to make more money. Whereas before they say, I want to do this because I love what I'm doing. Mm successful because I'm passionate so I want to help people so it's all the helping that a lot of people a lot of women in the online space are helpers yeah therapists they're coaches you know they're nurturers yeah I think there's a big gap between um I think you know doing what we need to do to get by and then being aspirational to want to achieve more in life yeah. And um, as a business owner, if you're if you're not selling, then you can't really make money. And if you can't make money, you haven't got a turnover. And if you haven't got turnover, then you haven't got a profit. 
and then if you haven't got profits you can't pay yourself so um it it does all come back to the sale element and I think we're, we're taught so much in the online space about social media and email lists and funnels and marketing and people forget then the, they do all the marketing stuff and then they don't actually do the sales stuff and I think because we're so, so much in a very much an automated world then people assume that people will just buy they would just buy by doing lots of marketing and putting something out there and yeah, actually there's no selling involved and I think there's a real psychology around selling and I used to be a regional sales manager for a, for a financial services business I was the top sales uh, manager um, in my com- in the company. Um, I was 28. I had the largest and most successful team out of a team of all other men. Um, and for me, sales is not, um, it's like if I said I was a marketing manager, you wouldn't have a problem with it. If I say I'm a sales manager, there's certain, like you said, there's certain connotations to it. But I used to look after marketing and sales and everything else in between, which basically was client delivery and making sure that the whole process was seamless for the client because then you get testimonials which increase your sales so sales is like a whole journey of a process right it's not just that initial sale it's the ongoing process of a client's um environment and and what what you're delivering for them okay you could argue that's operational manager as well but sales does affect each part affects marketing affects operational um and what i noticed the most is the, the difference between it was all about confidence you could have the most, you know, the most intelligent, the most qualified, the most technically knowledgeable person in the room. Um, but at the end of the day, if they went into a client's house or they was on the phone to somebody and they couldn't relate to them or they couldn't talk to them and it wasn't authentic and it didn't feel nice, you didn't get referrals, you didn't get recommendations. And it, it nothing it wasn't wasn't as easy wasn't as easy whereas I had one guy his name was Paul and he was he's such a character he was lovely this big guy and everybody loved Paul and he wasn't the most technically able but he was very good at what he does and he looked after the client and I think what I'm going to come on to now to talk to you about is understanding that or that that personality type and where you might sit so We've talked about the picture behind you and those that are on the podcast, you won't be able to see, but behind Sherry, she's got a picture and she's going to talk through uh, this particular profile. So it's got a red, a yellow, green and blue um, squares in a larger square. So there's sort of different corners. And Sherry, would you like to share a little bit about this personality and, the, and um, you know, people can then resonate where they might sit within it? Yeah, yeah. And um, basically, I mean, colour profiling is, is not, an, you know, colour profiling has been around for a long, long time. Um, and like yourself, you know, I led uh, multiple sales teams myself. So um, I started personality profiling over 20 years ago when I first had a, um, one of my first leadership and management executive coaching consultancies. And then when I entered the world of sales, um, and I used to say, I used to be in customer service many, many years ago. So I learned to sell through customer service. So I'm not, I, my first sort of career level wasn't anything to do with sales. It was all around customer service, but high-end customer service. And of course, that's the essence of selling customer mm. high-end customer service so when I ended up in um you know residential sales management um leadership I had a lot of sales professionals I needed to train and I need to train them fairly quickly um, and color profiling was one of the easiest ways to train them 
Um, so you've got four colors in the, in, in the profiling mix. And this profile relates to any, anybody listening, if you've heard of Myers-Briggs type indicator, insights, extended disc, disc, all of the disc family. Um, the profile tool I'm talking about now is called Clarity 4D. And that is modeled on the same paper that um, Carl Jung wrote in the 1920s. All the major personality profiles are mapped out on the same lines, but typically, um, where we're identifying um, ourselves or, or each other as different colour energies, we all have all the different colours within us, red, yellow, green, blue. But the four colours I'm talking about, red and yellow, red and yellow are extroverted, what we call extroverted colour energies. So in terms of selling, we want to, there are certain sales activities where we need to use the extroverted colour energies, yellow and red. Red is all around strategy, leadership being passionate, being focused, being assertive, you know, really loving talking about what you do. Think CEOs, think action takers. Yellow is all around, um, you know, being excited, being enthusiastic about what you do. Yellow energy um, tends to be, yellow energy in a salesperson, in using it in business, tends to be when you're networking, when you're connecting with others, you're out there being visible, you're speaking on a stage, you're doing podcasts, you're doing um, interviews, that kind of thing. And then we've got the other two colours, which are green and um, blue. Now, the green and blue colour energies are more on the introverted side of personality. Now, it doesn't mean a person is introverted or extroverted. It means the tendency that is there to be behaving that way. Um, and it's harder in terms of selling. It's harder for people that are naturally shyer to, of course, be more extroverted when they are when they need to do sales activities like following people up on the phone, being visible on social media with social selling now, um, you know, and, and instigating conversations, which reds and yellows will do like that. So it's harder for the more introverted personality to, which is the blue, that's the most introverted personality type. The green is a more caring um, type of, you know, behavior, if you like. It's, that's all around empathy, understanding, being patient, being empathetic. Um, and whereas the blue is really, really more around detail, you mm -hmm. know, wanting to, wanting to talk about detail need to understand about detail they're slower they're more exacting tend to be accountants tend to be solicitors tend mm -hmm. to be in it that kind of thing so the four colors are very it, it's really really important it, it, if you get this and the clients that work with me get it once they've got it they understand how to sell more mm. and i think people intuitively will know really which one they're going to fit into right if, as you're talking through those and it doesn't mean to say like you i think i'm recognize which one you do fit into yeah. however um for example i've got people that i was talking about this this morning to somebody else i've got people who've been working with me a couple of years now on and off not necessarily con continually um but you know you can adjust your behaviors so if you know that you need for example if someone's high in what we call green energy they are the overgivers of this world they need to put boundaries around their time around their free time and they need to step into the red zone to make sure that they take consistent action towards moving someone towards a point where they can get the yeah. sale, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it just takes time to sort of get to understand actually what the strengths are and then how to use your hidden, what we call your hidden potential. 
and in your opposite whatever color you are on those within those four colors you'll have an opposite and the yeah. opposite color is where the biggest stretch is right and you won't know that necessarily particularly well so you can do all these online profiles that don't cost you anything and click a button and they say not going to tell you anything because it's not a robust psychometric instru instrument like a true profile okay it sounds similar to what used to be um wealth dynamics and it's now called oh, yeah, talent yeah. dynamics yeah yeah i've done that yeah yeah ago. and I, I i took one i don't know yeah. two months ago and then i took another one two yeah. and a half years ago yeah. um and i was different both times but the first yeah. time i did it i was 24 24 24 and then 26 percent point something yeah, yeah. um yeah. so i was like all four and mm -hmm. that's because um it, it talks about a lord and a um oh yeah uh, you'll be a mechanic lord or mechanic yeah, it was talking about, but I was all, I was doing a lot more of the analytical detail stuff. And right. lot, yeah. So I, I, I tended to be at the 26% was in there. But then uh, when I took it more recently, I started to step into the stuff that I enjoy more, which is more creative um, and doing less of the technical stuff. I've got someone to sort of come in and help me with some of that. And I'm now much more in the red corner, you would call it. And I think they call that corner like the star um, mm -hmm. and something else. Um, but we're talking about it in the context of I mean, that's I took it for the context of how you operate in your business and what role you do yeah. in your business. Yeah. But most people, well, most people I know should be doing sales in their business, regardless of where they sit. So what you're describing okay. is, I mean, it's, it doesn't mean to say I'm not a green and I'm not an empathic person or I'm not an understanding person. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that it just means that. Um, if, if anything, I can recognize when someone else is struggling and I'm able to rather than go, oh, that's OK, don't worry about it. Let's 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 forget about it from a sales perspective. I can go, OK, and I can challenge the person and say, OK, what do you need to overcome this? What do you need for us to, you know, for this to move forward? What is it that needs to happen for you to be able to take the next step? Whereas somebody that's in a more green, empathetic position might not feel comfortable with that challenge am i right in that statement do you think um yeah i, I don't think there's any right but well um yeah i, I mean I, I think the thing is when you're personality profiling can help anybody grow their business and as you've just what you've just said is like you looked at it because you wanted to look at where the strengths and weaknesses were in in you know your approach and who you needed to bring in which is the mm. perfect way to do it uh, and that's again you know the the individual that's working in an online business nowadays most people have a va don't they mm. they have somebody to come in and support them to help them with certain things lots and lots of entrepreneurs it's the back end stuff the tech stuff now all the yeah. back end tech stuff is blue is the blue yeah. corner so if you are a yellow, it's your opposite and it's your opposite and you've got very little blue. And I see that a lot. That's where people struggle because they mm. can't work out how to get systems up and running, you know, and they think they've got to do all this fancy funneling and all this, that, the other. Mm. And sometimes it's just as simple, actually, as creating a brochure, sending it to some people, uh, yeah. making some phone calls, uh, doing yeah. Fashion things, yeah, old-fashioned stuff works. <laughs> a lot of old-fashioned, you know. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a massive fan of a mix between traditional sales technique, yeah. traditional sales and um, systems, and then obviously modern-day sales systems. You've totally got, agree. You know, so you've got to have optimized. You've got to have a good funnel. 
I mean, and I'm, when I do talk about funnel mapping, I'm talking about simple funnel mapping, but you know, you've got to have that. If you don't have that, you'd be lost today. Yeah. You know, you must know where you're leading people. You must have something to capture your audience, a way yeah. to in a way to bring them down and a way to nurture them and then, you know, convert them. And you need to know what your sales life cycle is generally. I mean, I'd say today for the average person, it's it's at least six months to 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 get in a new client. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, some people are, are, for me, some people are a bit quicker than that. Um, it's, but usually that's because they've got an instant need. There's a, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the average person. Yeah, like um, a, a, yeah. Cold, a colder environment where there's not an instant demand, then no. Go, going back to the question that I was talking about previously. Um, so if somebody that's listening and let's just say they think they're, they're one of the colours, yeah. what kind of things that they would be struggling with sales right now then? So if you can give them maybe an example of one or two of the profiles. Yeah, okay. So if you're, if you're a blue, if you're a high, you know, let's say you, well, when I talk about it, I say it's the colour you lead with. So if you'll be leading, it doesn't mean you haven't got the other colours, but you're, you know, your highest percentage might be, let's say, 90, 80% blue. Yeah. So someone that's 80% view is really all very introverted. And they will find it very hard to get out there and promote themselves on social media very hard. They won't want to do it. You know, yeah. I don't want to be seen. That yeah. was I don't want to be seen. I don't know what to say. Nobody wants to listen to me anyway. Yeah. Because they are naturally the lurkers of the world, you know, of which social media is perfect for them. So they don't have to say anything. They can just sit there and watch. So their yeah. big challenge is to become more yellow. That's their biggest yeah. challenge, is to become more yellow, to become more, a little, so to stretch into what I call the yellow zone. So 30 minutes and no more. If you are, you know, you know that you are quite introverted, that you don't like putting yourself out there, you find it hard, your challenge is to step into what we call the yellow energy. So think of someone that you know that is bubbly, lively, um, you know, out there talking, out there promoting themselves, you might be thinking, well, they're over-promoting themselves. Well, they don't have to be like that, but you need to take some of those qualities and bring them in to what you do to allow yourself to be seen. Mm -hmm. So that can be as simple as going to a networking meeting. Yeah. And doing more networking, mm. you know, and being okay and comfortable doing your one minute pitch saying this yeah. is who I am this is what I do and practicing it and getting comfortable so it's about practice it's about getting out there it's about doing things if you're you know if you've got a lot of um green energy and you're in a therapeutic you know you're you you know you help people you could be a coach you could be working as a therapist you, you could be um you know in one of the caring professionals you know you are going to likely want to overgive and be patient and you know you won't want to keep discovery calls short you'll want to have long discovery calls long discovery calls will not be good for you no you know, free facebook groups will not be good for you yes yeah. you have a free facebook group and you don't know how to monetize it and keep your boundaries around your time you'll give and give and give and give and you're going to give all the all of your knowledge away for nothing yeah and so you need to put boundaries around your time you need to recognize that the value in what you're offering to people that it has a value and how you're going to wrap that value up yeah got it and how about yellow and red then because that's a yeah, little bit yellow different and red, well, 
Okay, so I've got a great, great client who is very yellow and very red, and she is an amazing speaker. There, she's out there, she's doing this, she's doing that. She's lively, she loves it, she's quick, 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 quick. So when she gets um, a prospective client who is a bit, I need to think a bit, she's like, oh, I can't be bothered with these people. I can't be bothered with these people that need to take all this time. Why don't they? I said, they are not like you. Yeah. That is why. So opposites attract. So whatever colour you are, your opposite will also be attracted to working with you because you have something that they don't have. Yeah. So with the yellow, where the yellow's out there and this, that and the other, what, the yellow's attracting lots of greens and blues and greens and blues take longer to make buying decisions. Definitely, yeah. So what will happen there is that, you know, if you're yellow, you need to slow down a bit. Mm. You need to slow down to the pace of your ideal client and think, okay, where is my buyer in their journey at the, or his journey at the moment? What point are they in the buyer journey? You know, how, how you know, they might have encountered you two or three times. You know, whereas a red or yellow might go, yeah, right, I know I need that. Let's do it. Quick decision making, right? Quick decision making. Yeah, and just because you are a certain way doesn't mean your clients are a certain way or that they all act the same way. I've just been working on my sales page um, for a new offer that's going out today as we record this. And um, we've been talking about that psychology around you know, how, how, how it works, how to lay that sales page out and what different things, but different people will need. People will need some of the detail. Other people just want, will literally want a button right at the top, read the head, the title and they were ready to buy. And usually because they might already know me um, mm. or yeah. because they think actually that's perfect. That's what I need. I'll buy it straight away. I'm ready to buy. Um, and that would be because they're that kind of person that would do that. And they would do that with anything and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit more of a careful, I'll take my time. But if I've got the money in the bank and it's something I definitely need and I know the person, then I'll, I'll just end up going to buy it. Definitely. Yeah, and that's it. And that's, it. And that's, that, that's exactly, you know, the lurkers, the lurkers tend to be greens and blues. And the lurkers take, you know, and this is why I say to people, when you follow people up, you know, you need to follow them up more than once or twice. And people used to say to me, really, do I need to follow them up more than once or twice? But I called them and I thought, or I emailed them, I went, how many times? Once. Do it again and again and again. But yeah. not in a history way. It's all no. around scales and timelines. Yeah, our clients like us too. Like, to be honest, on my evolution financial planning side of my business, I have Katie in my team and she's my client relationship manager. And um, she follows up three times. Um and leaves them a message, emails them, leaves them a message, you know, so she actually picks up the phone and speaks to them. And after three times, she, the third time, she says, look, we're not going to pest you. We're not going to ring you again. Um, we'll leave it with you. Um, but most of them come back and go, oh, no, I'm really sorry. Thank you so much for following up. <laughs> you know, they actually, they like it. It's not, and it's, you know, they, I know it can feel to some people that maybe they're chasing people, but they're not. They're just delivering on a service. They're just helping that person. They've asked them for the help. Unless you say, no, it's not for me. So, you know, bear in mind, these are clients that have actually contacted us and saying, can I have help, please? Um, it's not like a random, you know, cold calling kind of situation. No, well, it's um, not there's no harm. It's, it's what I call reminding and nudging people because people mm. have very busy lives. And as you quite rightly say, you know, I can count, you know, numerous, numerous times I get emails say, oh, sorry, I've been really, really busy. I did mean to contact you. But, you know, if I didn't follow up that fourth time, I wouldn't have got that email to no, say, exactly. thanks for the reminder. Actually, I do want to join that programme, but can I join it in September, not in June? Yeah. 
So you've got and it's same... building up that interest, isn't it? Okay. It's building up that 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 funnel and and that pipeline of people. Yeah. Um, so that you know, so my new program that I've offering from today, I know that the next time that I offer it, my I'll have hopefully even more people interested than I did this time because it's only the first time I've built this interest in this way. And and as I was talking about this morning in the post that you talked about online, there's too much emphasis on how much you sell and therefore that deems how successful you are and I, my post was I don't I don't care how much I sell I've got a week and a few days um for this program to be opened and I I don't it's not a respect what am I trying to say the outcome of the sales are not a reflection of my value or my worth and I personally what I see the most the biggest issue with sales for a lot of women is that they do they 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 literally like you talk about removing yourself from the process or removing because the person themselves. They've been yeah. taught to sell themselves, and that's you know it's like you know yes you are brand new as such, but if you're taught to sell yourself, it's you know unfortunately it's too integrated into your self worth. Mm. If you don't get those sales, whereas you quite rightly are saying, you know, I don't care because at the end of the day I know how valuable this is. It's nothing mm. to do with me and my value. This mm. is the product. So you're, you know, you've got your, so it's when the product's there, you mm. know, um, that it, it's, yeah. And I mean, selling yourself. And I've also done a lot of work on myself. I will say I've spent years yeah. wasting a lot of time. <laughs> so the awards, awards, if you're on the video, you can see the awards behind me. Those that are on the podcast, you might have seen previous pictures or something, but for a period of time, I went for every single award I could. I went, did a TEDx talk. I wrote a book. My, my second book that was out last year was a rewrite of that previous book and I just had a baby when I'd done that and I reflected back and I got to a point I was like why am I I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel achieving nothing like why am I doing this why do I keep doing this and it was all around my self-worth and it wasn't proving myself to others it was proving myself to myself um because I didn't do well at school I was never going to aspire to be very much or do very much and so I just kept sort of you know pushing myself not realizing that's what I was doing so I did an awful lot on my I wouldn't even I, wouldn't, I don't realize it was my self-worth but I did a lot of work on the baggage you know that the upbringing the baggage the the things that have been put on me from a value perspective and you know as a society and I try not to do this with my kids you know you know my daughter for example she's about to go into year 10 the outcome of her assessments at the moment does not deem her worth I think we teach children at a very young age that their outcome of their results in exams or progress tests or whatever or playing football is a reflection of their value and and, and I think that as a society we're guilty of doing that so um we do that to ourselves as we become adults um and as we're growing our business we do it again and yeah I've just detached myself from from that and, and it's actually removed a lot of stress around cash flow in my business around money management in my business around if anything happens I don't the auto, I'm not automatically putting myself down for it because it's 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 not anything it is to do with me but it's not anything to do with me it is it is what it is so you've just got to well, exactly it, it, is what it is I mean when you you know when you sell professionally as, as when sales is your job um, as a business owner, sales is part of your job. You know, mm. you're part, 
your part sales director, ops director, uh, coach delivery, coach, you know, training. You're the whole marketing department, you're the whole lot, aren't you? But when sales is your job, if you can't, if you you have to sell, you know, you're selling a product or service that is a part, not, not you, because you're not delivering it. And that's the key thing with most online business owners. They are the deliverer of the service and they get very, it's very personal to them. Mm. It, it is personal isn't it because it's our babies it's our business we've spent so much time and effort in bringing it all together so yeah. it becomes very personal so you've got to be able to dissociate yourself yeah it, which is hard I, I, I've just about managed to do it but it is very difficult I must say very difficult well I've really great chat today Sherry I really enjoyed it any passing comments thoughts or suggestions um that you would like to leave the listeners with um, I think really, uh, you know, I, I would say to people that um, there's there's an awful lot of noise out there online on social media. And most people that we're talking about, I think they'll probably be listening to your podcast are going to be selling on social. Um, and I think it, it's just to really keep going and just to remember sometimes to put yourself out there and put your posts out there, share your offers, you know, share a weekly offer. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, mm. Don't buy into the, you mustn't put sales posts out. And I hear this all the time that people, you know, don't post five times a week a sales post, but, you know, make sure you do put your sales offers out there. Be proud about it. Be passionate about it. And mm. I'll challenge you to do something that you have not been doing that might be holding you back and getting sales in your business and you'll know what it is if you're listening you'll think yeah I could be doing this and I'm not I'm not doing it <laughs> you know so I challenge you to think about you know doing one thing that would help you to make yourself more visible and and to you know get more sales and that would really, also yeah be- there's a really good point thank you for but yeah I think that's a really good point I think we're taught a lot on social media um, and there's a lot around launching and selling when you're launching but for people that aren't in a launch process or they've yeah, just exactly. got a normal, just a normal conventional yeah. every day um, it's okay to have a post a week where you're selling something it's you don't have to always be doing pictures with you and the dog or a tiktok yeah. doing something silly you can you can yeah. actually offer and put stuff out there so I think that's a really great reminder um, and so if people want to work with you Sherry we're going to be putting in the show notes the links to your website is there a particular way that you would suggest people work with you initially um, one of the initial ways is power of personality, the introductory session, um, because that does help um, underpin um, my approach to teaching or sharing or coaching anybody on um, how they can sell more and be more confident in the sales aspects of their business. So that's the power of personality. That's a, a one off session. Um, or I do have a group membership, which is a, you know, a, a way to come in and learn in a group rather than just learning one-to-one so it tends to be whatever suits perfect and that's all on your website I assume yes that's on my website yeah. perfectly and so that was a good little sales pitch there it was very eloquently done and didn't feel at all like a car salesman whatsoever Sherry so brilliant <laughs> <laughs> love talking to you today thank you for coming in to talk to me about oh, sales welcome. and um, I'll see you soon take care everyone listening Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. 
For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk.